Welcome to No Apology with Chris and Emily. This is episode 245, and we're recording on Tuesday morning, February 8th. So glad you are spending some time with us today. I'm Emily Danielson. And I'm Chris Danielson, and we're following three stories today, including an update on those truckers in Canada, the Supreme Court rules in Alabama election map case, and we will always end with the spiritual flip in our Bible idiot way with some scriptures. But we start today with a school choice bill, also in Alabama, that has the country taking notice. Yes, all eyes are kind of turning their attention toward Alabama. That's a good thing. Uh, legislation that they are trying to pass called the Parents' Choice Act. It's a bill to kind of upend the funding of education for children right now. Uh, people are taxed to fund the public education system, and that way the system limits the choices that the parents have as far as educating their children. Now, this Parents' Choice Act, or PCA, is going to give parents access to their tax dollars in order to choose schooling and education of their own choice. So they're actually looking at getting those dollars that would normally follow the student from public school to public school if you were to move from one place to another and they're saying hey let's just get this more directly to the student let's fund the student not the institution and give parents access to those tax dollars that they can spend as they choose to better educate their children. Each student would receive an average cost per student in the state currently at $6,500. And the bill seeks to establish that as the baseline and then allow parents the right to choose where to send their school. We've been talking about school choice since the Ronald Reagan administration. And it always gets run around. It gets out the back door, in the side door. There's always a problem that comes up that Mm -hmm. justifies some of the pro-school choice advocates for flipping their votes at the very last minute so that things constantly get defeated just by a little bit. But be sure to know they're going to pick them up on the next legislative session. (laughs) How many years do we have to follow this to see that there's something going on? And I believe, Emily, that what's going on is that everybody has their hand in the cookie jar to some extent Mm -hmm. with the monopoly that is the public school system. Well, that's the way taxes work. Once somebody's allocated taxes, tax money. They don't want to let it go. That's kind of just human nature. But there's a guy out there, Dr. Corey DeAngelis. Love this guy. He's actually the National Director of Research at the American Federation for Children. And he's also the adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute. So I love adjunct. Yeah, I know, right. You know what that means? That means you get to be a scholar, but you're not responsible to the school. You're just adjunct. <laughs> Well, actually, Dr. DeAngelis likes accountability, and he said that that's part of the problem. I love this guy. He said part of the problem is that schools are paid to do a bad job. Yeah, because every time, are. every time they are failing, they just turn around to the government and say, it's because we don't have enough money. Yeah. And then we throw a bunch of money at it. And he said, year after year, we're throwing money at these failing schools and nothing ever changes. A lot of people That's get the the misunderstood. A lot of people are misunderstood that some private schools seem wealthy and that's why they do so well. Not so. A no. lot of public schools are actually funded better than the private schools, which are crushing them in every Every measurable metric that's available to right. them. And so something has to be done. And what's amazing is, is who are the people that are opposing this kind of thing? 
Ah, that is a good question. It is the establishment monopoly. They fight at all costs. The unions, teachers' unions, yes. and yeah. Yeah, I mean, because here's the thing: if we actually had to compete. And, you know, then get people to come to our school. We might not be able to be so leftist in our theology. And I call it a theology because it is a belief system that they drive down the throats right. of school uh, ch- school children in many districts across the country. But they would also then have to be responsible for the results. Exactly. Just like a private school. Yeah, that's and the key right there. When you, when you, Whenever you hear the school choice arguments, I want you to keep in mind the fact that they are making you and your family go down the street to a restaurant that serves that, you sub, hate. that serves subpar food <laughs> that doesn't season it very well and it's just it's making you sick yeah and yet they say you can't go to a restaurant of your choice because that would then harm this restaurant ability to serve other people the bad food exactly the only other argument that they make is they come back and this is another one i want you to pay attention to emily and i just want you to see it they say well if we give you this money for school no you're not giving us this money for school choice it's our money that's what mr deangelis said i'm (laughs) telling you what i i I should be adjunct all over the country (laughs) i love when people are just honest brutally honest like that he's like it's not your money it, you know, people are forced to put this, these tax dollars into this and you think it's yours and that's not really what it is. It belongs to the parents to begin with. And why? Here's the question. Why should parents, because we homeschooled our kids and we, ha- we had a lot of friends who sent their kids to private schools. Um, why do they have to pay all those taxes and then still have to go and pay basically for a second education out of their own pocket for their they're funding two two educations mm-hmm. and they're only getting one kid educated yeah. that's not fair and so the union argument and this is really interesting because look past just what they say yeah. and you can draw a lot of information one of their arguments is you know they're going to lose money well why are they going to lose money because they admit that children are going to leave the public schools and take that money with them and so let's understand this the union is agreeing that a significant number of people are so unsatisfied with the product that they're being given that they would leave. Yeah, They're admitting they're doing a subpar job. And when you start polling actual parents, we're talking about parents who are sending their kids to school right now. And then have to deprogram them on the weekends. <laughs> right. Uh, the, the school choice is like nearly 80% approval rating among parents of students. Yeah. That's just the mm-hmm. reality. And so get this though. Here's, I want to get your feedback because... Uh, the pandemic, I think, really changed things. There, there are a few good things that could possibly come from this whole fake pandemic. And But one of the things I think that did come is that as students were forced to learn virtually, parents, their eyes were opened yeah. as to what their kids were actually learning, what they were doing, how and it was lim- shocking. How little of their school day was spent on actual learning, right. life skills like math, reading, spelling, those types yes. of things. Instead, it was more indoctrination. Exactly. Now, don't get us wrong. There's a lot of really good, godly teachers out well, there. Well, and I wanted to talk and about the schools in general. And this has been tough. This has been tough on them because they have to change at a moment's notice. However, but this is what I want to—I I, I want people to realize: through this pandemic and all the changes that occurred and all the turmoil and chaos, the federal government 
shelled out $190 billion to K through 12. Extra. To, this is above and beyond Extra their budget. Extra dollars. To, you know, and it wasn't like equally dispersed. You know, different no. places got different things for different reasons. And God Whoever only brought knows. the swag and the free meals to the senators and the yeah. congressmen, that's where the yeah. money went. Anyway. So $190 billion later, have any schools improved at all? Not a one. Not a one. And so, um, yeah, this we're, we're at like critical mass here. I well, really believe I, so. I, I believe so, too. And I want to add one other little sidebar here. Yes. There are some public schools out there that are excellent. Excellent schools. And, and that there are public schools out there that should be held up to the other public schools saying, hey, if school choice passes nationwide, look at us. There's yeah. no private, there, there's very little, little private school because we do such a great job. We have such good education, such good school morale. And you want to be part of those public schools. And I know in some of the communities we've lived in, including the one we live in now, the public schools are pretty good. I mean, but, you know, part of it for us Christians is the leftist philosophy has come in as a religion that gets driven down the kids' throat. And that's part of why we are hoping for school choice. Well, and here's what you have to remember as they all are crying about all the kids that potentially will leave, they don't have to. No one is forcing anyone out of the public school. These are individuals making individual choices for their individual kids. I mean, I know parents who do have some kids in public school and some kids in private school. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know what I mean? So different options for different kids. They don't have to go but what are they afraid of? They're afraid of, yeah, they're going to lose this money, number one. But number two, they're going to have to compete for those dollars. Mm-hmm. And the proof is in the pudding. When you go to charter schools, private schools, homeschooling, yeah, sometimes you start down that road and after a while it doesn't work. Sometimes a school has to close, whatever. Uh, but that competition makes everybody better well, a lot of and people shy away from school, competition in just general terms they don't want to compete right that's the thing the public school does not want that competition because then all of a sudden they are going to have to well you received x amount of dollars why are your students failing so miserably you're going to have to account for that and not only that but parents will be able to hold those schools accountable much more easily than they were before. I got one last point, then we got to move on in our stories yes, today. absolutely. And that is, is another thing that they're talking about is you can't give school choice because then we will have a limited ability to monitor how well the students are doing in their learning. This comes from people who try to avoid being monitored themselves. <laughs> yeah. They want to hide their results, but they want to figure out your results. And the monitoring, I don't think is whether little Sally and little Bobby can read and write. I think it's whether they're being taught the theology of the leftist progressive movement because that's the religious yeah. education that is the school system that they're trying so desperately to hold on to well, and that how does force gump say it that's all i have that's to say all about i have that. to say about okay, that <laughs> turning once again to alabama the supreme court actually sides with the gop and the state of alabama in an election map redistricting 
case. Mm-hmm. Now, this is very interesting. I, this has been an interesting story that I've been following for a while. You know, or maybe you don't. So if you don't, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, she'll tell you. She'll tell you. Uh, when, when the census comes around, yeah. they use that census to make sure that people have adequate representation in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And so they count numbers of people and sometimes districts get so big that they have to split or sometimes districts get so small because people moving and so on that they have to get absorbed into another district or so something. So that it's level and even. So and that, there are rules yes. and processes in place. Absolutely. Not only are there rules and processes in place, but the Voting Rights Act of 1965 said that you cannot use race as a factor when determining these district lines for congressional representation. Mm-hmm. That just cannot be a part of the equation. I like that act i like that rule i like that law let's forget about skin color and let's just call people people okay Mm -hmm. uh so in alabama the census was done they needed to redo some of these districts and they did in a a special session in a special session and they do have to follow these rules and regulations and if they don't do it then it gets tossed out okay so election cycle coming up like within the next like 15 weeks or whatever. Uh, They redrew some districting lines. And what happened was they found that some of the districts became either less minority based or they were hoping to get more minority, uh, minority majority districts where Mm -hmm. the majority of the voters were minorities. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's not going to happen when you are drawing lines number one when you're drawing lines completely void of any race information and that's what alabama had to do they drew the lines they made the map and uh the democrats didn't like it and of course alabama is heavily uh republican uh, but the Democrats didn't like it. And again, it's a fear of that. And I don't even think it's that they power. didn't like it. I think there was something else going on. You do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, here's one. Here's a little sidebar. One of Emily's jobs that she has, a part-time job, is she reads news stories for some Alabama. It just so happens that both these stories are national today. Uh, but Alabama news political stories. That's what she does. She voices them. That's kind of how she helps me pay for electricity for the dogs. And <laughs> Used to be for the children. It used to be for the children. Now, now it's, it's for the dogs. Just for the dogs. Anywho, so we've been following this story since they first started drawing up the lines uh, because she does this early in the morning and I get to kind of help produce some of her, her stories. Anyway, the reality is, is that they didn't do anything wrong. And I knew that, it, that everybody knew it was going to be challenged in court. Right. And the simple reason is, is so that you can try to flip the narrative and make Alabama's GOP look like these racist, you know, jerks true. that are just trying to yeah. oppress the, the, you know, the, the black folk. And it's just not true. The Supreme Court put an end to it. And it really was on a five to four vote. It really was because they tried to do it too close to the election right. cycle. Exactly. With COVID having upset all of the census and blah 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 but they did brick by brick line by line exactly as the rules rules followed and i saw a headline this morning it was either bloomberg or cnn and that alabama gop uh supreme court backs alabama gop to, to like to suppress the black vote yeah that's yeah. that is not what actually happened here no, not at all and, and even though it might be a district you know they have one democratic 
congressman out of eight districts in Alabama right, right now. Right, right. And that that gal, she may lose her seat because of the redistricting, but I doubt it. They were hoping to get two or even three democratically controlled re, uh, redistricting, and the Republicans said, no, the rules won't even allow for that. So I remember, stay with me now, I want to just explain something. Back, do you remember Tom Daschle? Yes, I can okay. see his face. Yes. Tom Daschle was a senator out of South Dakota, but he was the he was a minority or majority leader in the Senate, depending on who sure. was going on. This is during the Reagan administration. And so the School Lunch Act came up, and they had been spending about $2 billion a year on subsidizing school lunches. Mm-hmm. And the Republicans wanted to make it $2.9 billion, and they felt they could do that responsibly. The Democrats, of course, wanted to throw just a truckload of just stupid money at it. Yeah. So they... they Put a proposal of 4.5 billion dollars out for the school lunch program and now they're fighting it out in congress and in the senate and everything and the headlines across the country were republicans to cut school lunch program right and they now, weren't actually cutting no, it they were expanding no. it and they showed a picture of tom daschle with a couple other congressmen hovering over some kid as he's trying to eat a hot dog off his school lunch tray oh, man. you know like it was just it's pathetic it's, it's sad they, when you try to add, you know, n- what is it, $900 million to mm-hmm. a $2 billion and you're cutting the program, that's what we're seeing here with this redistricting right. map. They're calling it racist. And they yada, got yada, a little yada. court to, to say, yeah, this is this happened too fast, and so we're going to try to put a stop to it. Well, you can't even have the elections with the primaries coming up in May unless the Supreme Court steps in. So now the Supreme Court steps up and says that, a you know uh the conservative lower court of the supreme court acted too closely to the election cycle the lower court acted too closely to the 2022 election cycle it's a timing issue yeah so it's not that they won't go back and relook at these lines but when they do if they look at the rules from the 1965 voting rights act and everything that these senators and congressmen or i'm sorry they're not even congressmen senators and representatives Mm -hmm. in the alabama house and in the alabama senate they followed the rules to the letter so much so that they were publishing daily what they were doing so that no one would have any misunderstanding that they were following the rules so Right. It really we'll is see a, what it's a timing issue. And not only that, but I think it was Brett Kavanaugh that came out and, and said it mostly is a timing issue that we are not um, going to make them redraw these these lines because the election's coming up. This is law. Yeah, that's the reality. The law is, is you cannot because otherwise you'd be able to upend any election that you didn't like how it was yeah. going to turn out how it looked like it was going to turn out you can't use that as a tool once it gets so close no you can't upend it and so they're going to do it but he went on to say it's not that we won't look at it again it's just you have to wait till after the cycle mm-hmm. and then they will be able to explain even more in full yeah. what it is that they are looking at what they want to do and why they want to do it so well, it's not racist in the in the least. Well, our first two stories, I think, just have manipulation written all over them. Both, when you really look closely, it's it's about manipulation. It's and, true. And once in a while, you know, people will end up getting to the point where they just they have no other choice. They have to stand up to the manipulation. Right. We as Christians, we do that every night yeah. when we get down on our knees and we take it to the throne room of God. That is one of the key ways we stand up and are counted. And I would also like to hear our voices heard because the freedom in our country and all of these different things goes right back eventually to the ability to share the gospel. 
Well, and here's the thing when it comes to Alabama, um, the neighborhoods, the communities are becoming more and more integrated all the time. Yeah. And we know because we live there. And (laughs) so when you have very integrated communities, you cannot draw lines around a certain ethnic group to say this is going to be a voting block. You know what I mean? And we've all seen congressional districts that look like, you know, jigsaw puzzles on crack like the lines don't even make sense they're just all overwoven here and there and everywhere and so to say that that if you are black and you aren't getting your representation representation that you want because you live in a district that's being represented by a republican or vice versa if you're a white person living in a district being represented by a black person that you're not getting your rights or your your votes not heard or whatever that in and of itself to me smacks of racism mm-hmm. you know we don't all think walk talk alike according to our skin color and that's what needs to be eliminated here well so. before we go on to the next story one more point sure. and that is and this is this is a, could be a whole podcast in and of itself <laughs> and that is is that we on the right we who are conservative christians those of us who have surrendered to jesus christ we have our we have our, our citizen and our citizenship in heaven but we don't understand how far the other side has gone. Mm-hmm. Voting to them would be on the same level as us taking communion or being baptized. It should be open to everybody no matter what, which is why they let illegals vote. Yeah. It's something that they just feel like has to be like breathing, and it's not right. I have some friends who are of African-American descent who thinks it's insulting. Yeah. They're wondering why the black community isn't coming out in mass being insulted that weren't, you know, my one friend said, it's almost like they're saying, I'm not smart enough to have an ID to vote. Are you exactly. kidding me? You know, and, exactly. and the manipulation just abounds everywhere. Does, and yeah. Jesus gives us one thing. He says, eyes to see and ears to hear. And that trickles down into basic human rights where we want to love people. We want, we want to see public schools succeed. We want to see the lines drawn accurately. We we err on that side. We want that. And speaking of eyes to see and ears to hear, there's horns to honk as well. The Great Honkening. (laughs) Is that what they're calling it now? Yeah, I know you've heard about it. The Freedom Truck Convoy making its way to Ottawa. Well, they're there and they have virtually shut down the business district because there's between... 400 and 500 trucks sitting right there. I mean, there's tens of thousands of more trucks on their way throughout uh, Canada on the highways and so on. But it's causing a lot of problems. And most recently, the safety minister sent a letter to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau Mm -hmm. saying that what initially was described as a peaceful protest has now turned into a siege of our downtown area. Yeah, and Trudeau's so. going to try to, and the way they've been responding has just been horrible. Newt Gingrich, Gingrich weighed in on this on Jesse Waters' show on Fox News, mm-hmm. and he said this. He said, the government has even said if you provide them gasoline or food, the truck drivers, you could be arrested. <gasps> I don't know what law there is that prevents you from providing gasoline or food to truckers, but the local mayor in Ottawa, Jim Watson, decided he was going to try to crush them. Now, Gingrich then smartly flips this to our government. He says, you're seeing this kind of real division everywhere. 
It's the Nancy Pelosi effect. She <laughs> runs a dictatorship. It used to be called the House of Representatives, but it's really a Pelosi dictatorship. There you go. Former House Speaker Newt Gingrich blasted Pelosi when she said she has turned the House of when he said she has turned the House of Representatives into a dictatorship. His comments came Monday on Jesse Waters' primetime show, where he talked about the COVID restrictions, the protest in Canada, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the last quote from from old Newt: "The truck drivers got sick of it, and of course the response, which." shocked me the canadian government has reacted like a dictatorship Mm -hmm. and has gone all out listen to this now to cause as much pain as they can absolutely now this does have a really simple solution just drop the mandates everybody's sick of it everybody's done with it and unfortunately you know canadians government is is not even two degrees away from our lame government um so they're, they're just not they're not ready to do that they're not going to do that but here's the thing like i said earlier in this show like really listen to what they're saying because you can draw a lot of information from that if they come out with a stance saying that providing gas or whatever to these truckers you're going to be arrested what does that tell you that tells you that nobody's committing crimes if they were committing the crimes that these people are saying that they're committing uh, which is what got their GoFundMe page taken ga- mm-hmm. taken down and so on, um, then they would say, you know, if you loot, if you steal, if, you, if you're violent, if we're, then we're going to arrest you. But they have none of that. Right. They can't arrest anybody for doing any of that, breaking any laws, because guess what? They're not. And, so and if they do have a fringe, gas. you know, you got 500 truckers there. What's the, what's the chances one of them might go rogue? I mean, <laughs> it's always possible. I mean, I could say that even about a church service. You just right. never know. I mean, the bottom line is, is that they have to crush them now. Gingrich is right. If they don't crush them, then their whole... House of cards that they're trying to build to enslave the population is going to fall down. So keep an eye on the truckers. Watch what they're going to be doing to them and look at our own government, the January 6th commission. What a kangaroo court of clowns that is. (laughs) And, And onward we go. I just think of those of us who follow the Lord, those of us whose citizenship is in heaven, as I said about 10 minutes ago, I'm going to hit you with a couple of scriptures. Proverbs 16, 9 says, in his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Proverbs 19, 21 says, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Get on your knees today for all of these things, especially the times in which we live. If you don't look across the landscape and look that maybe we don't have a lot of time to share the gospel, what's it going to take? Yeah, exactly. What's it going to take, my Christian brothers and sisters? Uh, Proverbs 16, 4, the first part of that verse says, the Lord works out everything for his own ends. Uh, let's see, the second part of Psalm 139, verse 16, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Look, the bottom line is you need one thing and one thing only. You need this more than you need your next breath. You need your name written in the Lamb's book of life. And then you need ask you need to ask God to continue to grow you in knowledge and wisdom. Because my name's written in the Lamb's book of life, and I can take some of these issues and get really angry about them or get really apathetic or really sad or really happy. And it may not be exactly the peace that God wants and my steps that he's ordaining for me, which is why we go back to Scripture which is why we go back to prayer. The Bible says daily pick up your cross. Pick up your cross when? Saturdays? Oh, Sunday morning when I go to church? No, daily pick up your cross and follow him, and it'll make so much sense. Final words today, Emily. I love that verse about, you know, you make plans for your life, but then the Lord kind of 
intervenes and shakes things up. And, and you're seeing that right now. You got these truckers. The plan for their life was to truck. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Their life has been upended. They're sitting in Ottawa. They're they're making their way away from home, away from wherever the work and the money is to do this thing. Then, of course, you had the farmers joining them with their tractors. And the, the latest thing was the tow truck drivers. The uh, Canada started calling, the government started calling tow truck uh, people to say, hey, go tow these these guys out of the way out of the way to get them moved and so the tow truck drivers or the towing companies again their purpose their plan their human plan is to tow uh but they get there and they simply they've just simply been joining the convoy yeah so i hope that that i hope that that plan was so that government just kind of like stop calling the tow truck companies to do this we're not mm-hmm. going to do this you know mm-hmm. what i mean every time you call somebody another tow truck joins the convoy which is hilarious i love it uh but yeah you know you can have your plan of what you're going to do but don't be afraid to let god kind of upend what you're going to do and live out on the edge and um just look at the people around you and be working for the benefit and well-being of your neighbor. Thanks for joining us here on No Apology with Chris and Emily. We are always going to be the Bible Idiots. We're getting ready to split our podcast into No Apology, which is this show, and then the Bible Idiots podcast will go on with some of my sermons, which we affectionately call the long-form teaching. But you can weigh in on the subject. Hey, would you like to hear my detailed theory about Nancy Pelosi's dictatorship? It takes a while to explain and i usually but it's fun it's fun and i never get the platform to, or stage to do it so you know I, you know it's not the right place on sunday morning i'm just saying so email me chris at bibmediagroup.com uh that is in the upper left hand corner of bibleidiots.com if you would like us to do that one day because if i need a little encouragement if i get it i'll do it if i don't well then i'll just i'm not gonna encourage you <laughs> i was getting trouble when i encourage you she hears my anti-Pelosi dictatorship rant over coffee three out of five mornings uh, during the week. I joke. All right, that's going to do it for us. On behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, my name is Chris. You get into the Word of God today and go and serve your king.